From the Chattanooga Area Chamber of Commerce, I'm Jeremy Henderson, and this is Chattanooga Works. Last year, Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff compared Facebook to cigarettes, and that is similarly addictive and dangerous. He then joined several other big tech CEOs in a call for more regulation. That might be a bit histrionic, but as a country, we spend 153 minutes per day on social media. That's 153 minutes each day that we're voluntarily handing over data about ourselves, our habits, and our lives. Data that gets stored, often misused, and more and more frequently stolen. More than half of us had our data exposed in the big Equifax breach a few years ago, and yet not enough of us are taking precautions to protect ourselves and our customers. I'm speaking today with Chad Waddell with Infosystems. He is a solutions architect, and he is here to speak to us about cybersecurity today. Thanks for being here, Chad. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, let's start at the top, really. Um, from Facebook to Equifax, we've seen more and more major data breaches from these really big corporations over the last couple of years. Um, what do you think is behind this trend? So there's a lot of factors. Um, you know, cybersecurity historically has not been a major focus. It's seen as kind of a, uh, something you, you throw money at, but you don't see a return on investment. Uh, but I think a lot behind the breaches that we see in, in the news is that these companies just simply don't have typically very good cyber uh, security hygiene. Um, so they might fall in certain areas, but maybe not across the board. Um, what we're seeing a lot out there are certain trends with um, account takeover. Uh, that's a big problem out there. So as companies are moving more and more into the cloud, that makes their exposure even even more because you know if it's just systems that are within their environment, that's one thing. But as soon as you have something like let's say Office 365 or AWS or Azure or any of these cloud type services, uh, you can sign into that from anywhere in the world. So it's becoming a real problem where these accounts get uh, compromised. You probably hear about people's Facebook accounts getting hacked or you know uh, other web major websites out there like Google and such. Same kind of concept. Uh, and beyond that, there's just issues like uh, password reuse. Uh, you know that ties into uh, poor security hygiene. Um, and I think a lot of it is just that that cloud prominence. It moving towards that is a big part of this. Okay. Um, and people just not paying enough attention, perhaps. Well, it's, cybersecurity isn't easy. So, sure. so it ties into every aspect. If it's if there's not a top-down approach in organization, they're just not going to be able to implement cybersecurity uh, appropriately. Also, cybersecurity is usually seen as a, as a hindrance overall. So it's something that's really stopping you from doing things, preventing you from being able to do things. Uh, and, and once again, it goes back to the cybersecurity experience. You've just got a lot of organizations that don't have cybersecurity experts or that kind of experience. And, and, and I think now, because it's so much in the news and we hear about it more, uh, that you know it's getting in the public consciousness and then you have uh, you know C-levels and, and VPs and presidents and such that are like really paying attention to this uh, and if at the very least for regulation and compliance purposes. Sure. Um, so what about the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. As a company planning and trying to secure user data, how do you plan for a breach? So you need to be proactive, not reactive. And this is something that can be really hard for companies because historically IT is break fix. You know, something breaks, you fix it. Okay, mm -hmm. it's all reactive. Uh, so 
the worst time to figure out what to do during a breach is during a breach. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. So like you don't you don't want a breach to happen and then you got to figure out how you're going to respond to it. Sure. So you want to have uh, what they call an incident response plan in place uh, and you want to test it out too. So um, for example, I'll do what's called tabletop exercises for organizations. So they'll have an incident response plan in place or I'll help them implement it and then we test it out. It's, it's kind of like playing Dungeons and Dragons basically. Like you just sit out a scenario, you go through it, but what's beautiful about it is that it teases out all those little details that you just kind of assume are there or people are like, oh we know what to do in this case. Uh, but a simple example is you know, if there's an incident that happens and it's on a holiday and everyone's out of the office, do they have a copy of the incident response plan? In most cases, they don't. It's on a server in their environment, but it just went down or just got hit by ransomware. Now you don't have access to it. Uh, so, you know, you got to have something like that in place because you got to know what to do in preparation for that. But, you know, other things they can prepare for, I mentioned security assessments. So that's a big deal. Uh, you know, just kind of helping them audit and assess what's in their environment because they just don't know where to start in most cases. Um, you know, these companies, they, they see all the stuff in the news. You've got a higher C-level or somebody who says, we really want to make cybersecurity a focus here. We want to be prepared if ransomware happens uh, or other types of incidents. And it's important just to reach out to those experts and just say, hey, what do we need to do? Where are we at? How are we looking compared to other organizations? And what are those next steps? And you'd be surprised, as I mentioned earlier, that a lot of organizations just don't have the basics in place or know what those basics are. Okay. Speaking of the fact that these large companies seem a little paralyzed sometimes, Last year, Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff compared Facebook to cigarettes, mm -hmm. um, saying that it was similarly addictive and dangerous. He's joined several other um, large tech CEOs calling for more regulation. Do you think further regulation is likely? And uh, if so, what do you think it should look like? Yeah, regulation is going to happen naturally uh, with those type of organizations. They're just so big. They have so much data on everybody. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to see regulations in the sense of like an addictive, you know, like as far as like behavior wise, but you're definitely going to see, uh, I believe, regulation more on the privacy aspect because these companies, if you think about it, they have all this information about you, your family, your friends, uh, about everybody and those social graphs where they connect everything, and that's proprietary information to them. They're not necessarily sharing that out to other companies. So each of these, like you got Facebook or LinkedIn, for example, they've got just hordes of data on there. Yeah, what, what's the saying? If you don't know what product a company sells, the product is you. Yeah, so you know, if you're not if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. Yeah, okay. so there's there's several different ways to look at that, and and that that's just something you have to realize in 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 this day and age. If you're using Google, if you're using Facebook, a lot of people don't think about uh, how much information their ISP has on you. So, for example, every time you open a browser and you browse somewhere, your ISP is seeing every bit of that traffic. So uh, there does seem to be a lot of focus on Google and Facebook and Apple and all these companies, but uh, your ISP they've got tons of information about you as well, and they they do resell it. And a lot of people just don't realize how much of their data is out there. Right. Um, so from a personal level, uh, what can our listeners do to secure their own personal data? So the, it, gets, it gets really tricky. You know, talking about controlling the amount of information that's out there about you. You know, the, the Internet's been around for a while. You know, most people have been using it for at least a decade, um, you know, in prominence. And you've got a lot of uh, kids growing up with it today. I think one of the first challenges is taking a step back and think about what all accounts do you have out there? 
you know, we all have dozens or hundreds of accounts out there. And I think the best place to start is your personal email address. So you go to like Gmail, for example, or Yahoo or whatever you use. And then you see what all accounts are tied in there. Because if someone compromises your personal email address, they can reset passwords for anything else. So number two is, so, so first of all, figure out what kind of accounts you have out there. Try to make a mental inventory of that. Uh, you can use your email account to search through, see what's on there. When you go to these sites, one of the number one things you can do is make sure you're not reusing passwords. That's one of the biggest concerns and it's an epidemic today. What happens is, let's say you have 100 websites, right? You have 100 different accounts out there, but all the usernames are the email address, right? So you've got the email address and then a lot of people have the tendency to use the same password or a very small you know, derivative of that password. Some random database or website gets compromised uh, that some site you haven't accessed in five years and you, you're not even, it's not even on your radar has that same password you're using for the other 99 accounts, right? So what happens then is that the bad actors will take that same email address and password and they'll try to cross all the major websites. And guess what? Now they've compromised possibly those other 99 accounts. So beyond that is, you know, use something. And now here's a challenge. How do you have unique passwords? for every account. And can, remember them. Exactly. So uh, there's uh, services out there like LastPass uh, recommends a free service. Um, you know, you, you make sure you, you put a really strong password on it and also enable what's called multi-factor authentication. So you can use your phone, for example, as a second factor of authentication, which makes it exponentially stronger. And then you start saving your uh, usernames and passwords inside of LastPass. But here's the key. You let LastPass generate the passwords for you. So you don't actually have to memorize those passwords. They're saved securely in LastPass. And then so you go through every one of your accounts, you tie them in there. LastPass will actually analyze them and tell you if you have weak passwords, duplicate passwords for password reuse. And also you can check online for all those major uh, websites and accounts and see if they have two-factor or multi-factor authentication options. You will be well ahead of the curve if you end up doing just that. Okay. Um, and I think also realizing probably there's only so much you can do, right? right? Short of uh, unplugging and going and living in a cabin out in the Adirondacks, right? right. Like there, there's – if you live in modern society, uh, do as much as you can, but be prepared for, you know, the worst possible outcome. Right. And, and to add, add to that too, one of the best things you can do, there's a couple of websites out there. There's one called – have I been pwned.com. Okay, you can Google it, uh, look it up, whatever. Uh, and you can enter in your email address there. I recommend for you do the same. In fact, I may have already checked yours ahead of time uh, just to see what's on there. So, what happens is you can put in your email address on there and it'll show you all the different breaches, known breaches, and databases that have been uh, put out on the internet. And it'll show you exactly what websites have been compromised that your email address was in. Okay. So, it's kind of like a credit check. For your uh, for your email address and your in your password in some cases, um, so you can sign up for that. There's also one called SpyCloud, and not only will it show you what uh, sites out there, and these are free services. Uh, not only will it show you what websites have been compromised with your email address, it'll also show you what passwords were in those databases. And if you see those passwords you use on those 100 websites we mentioned, you need to change your passwords. Okay, good advice. Uh, lots of good information. Thank you, Chad, for being here. Thank you. That's it for today. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode where we'll be covering pilot agreements. So be sure to tune back in right here. Until then, work at Chattanooga. <laughs>